I've been driving all night, got 400 miles to go. Got the pedal to the metal and Vince Gill on the radio. I just went through Texarkana, heading down to San Antonio. Well, that's the life of a trucker driving his lonesome road. Hello, drivers. This is Gary Rayburn, and I logged over 4 million miles as an over-the-road driver, and I've written a lot of it. In my songs and we've got a brand new CD that is dedicated to the over-the-road truck drivers it's called Lonesome Road volume 1 and my good friends Dennis and Leslie McKay of Mac Records has helped me produce this CD just for you the over-the-road truck drivers you drivers are the lifeline of this great country we call America if you haven't a trucker brought it so we salute you drivers And we'd love for you to give us a call and order a copy of this. And when you order one of these CDs, we are going to send you some of our free CDs that we have for the drivers that'll help you each and every day as you travel that old lonesome road. Give us a call right now, 618-383-2107.
this old road It never seems to end But it's taken me friends i hope you enjoyed that that's a song that i wrote with the help of sam story from evansville indiana and dennis mckay and that's dennis mckay singing that song for you and that's off of our new cd lonesome road volume one and we would love to send you a copy of that and yes we've got some good news dennis and leslie mckay the mckay project will be right here at rig ministries for our threefold chord conference june the 23rd 24th and 25th so you come join us you'll be glad you did and not only the mckay project but we got a whole host of others we have james payne mike manuel jim and ann davenport joe arview bill shell sherman taylor richard and phyllis cost candy and michelle mcmullen will be here and that's Tony Mack's wife and daughter. Tony Mack has always been a part of the Threefold Chord Conference, and this year is no exception. His name will be mentioned many, many times at the conference. And this CD right here, the message that he's going to preach today, is a message that we all need to hear. It's called The Armor. So, And now i got a song for you by Joe Arview. And Joe has been a part of Rig Ministries all the way back from the beginning in 2007 so everybody loves joe and his music and he will be here on saturday june the 24th here's a song by joe arview i found myself on a walkway But I couldn't help but run Driving my life in the fast lane Not far ahead of the gun I take a pill to get up in the morning And the whiskey Got me to bed I never thought I'd ever see 40 All I've been through Guess I should be dead I was searching for a life for when we heard from a prophet of old I was carrying my gold in a pocket When he told me of riches untold I was searching for the end of the 
always told me, trust Jesus. And I'd tell him he was just a man. And I was hell-bent to be a free bird. Fly away and never land Mama was right about Jesus He's the way, he's the truth, and he's the life He walked through hell to free us I've walked through hell to find his life I'm searching for a life full of profit When I heard from a prophet of old I was carrying my gold in a pocket when he told me of riches untold I was searching for the end of the rainbow When I found where the rainbow begins Yes, I found where the rainbow begins friends i know you enjoyed joe arview and now we got a great song by our good friend sherman taylor sherman's been a part of rig ministries for several years and he'll be here at our threefold chord conference so here's sherman taylor <laughs> On this earth And Jesus gave His life on Calvary Just to show How much I'm worth And Jesus knows Who I am Even though I'm just one man And someday I'll understand Jesus knows who I am Well I may never be a rich man And my name may never be known But angels will shout my name in glory When I move to my new home Cause Jesus knows I am even though I'm just one man and someday I'll understand 
Now Jesus knows who I am. Friends, I know you enjoyed Sherman Taylor, and now we've got Dan Duncan, and it'll be his first time at our CD conference, so we are thrilled about Dan Duncan coming up. Dan owns the TV station that airs Rig TV, and you can watch Rig TV on our brand new website, rigtv.org. Dan pastors a church down in West Plains, Missouri, owns the television station, He's the president of ICGMA. He is one of the busiest men I've ever seen in my life, and he's always got time to take your call. So we just love Dan Duncan, and I know you will too. And I know you're going to enjoy this song by Dan Duncan. Every Sunday morning in that church where I was raised I could hardly wait to hear the preacher say Please turn in your hymn books to page 57 We all stood as the band began to play and When I closed my eyes it sounded like angels singing one voice stood out above them all In the sweetest melody She sang, He saved a wretch like me I can still remember Though I was just a kid Nobody sang Amazing Grace like Mama did Turn the pages And mama has gone home One day I'll join her Around the throne But till then I'll take her hymn book Turn to page 57 We all stand and sing Mama's favorite song When I close my eyes It sounds like angels singing one voice stands out above them all In the sweetest melody She sang, He saved a wretch like me 
I can still remember Though I was just a kid Nobody sang Amazing Grace like Mama did Nobody sang Amazing Grace like Mama did. Nobody sang Amazing Grace like Mama did. Alright friends, and now we have our message today by Tony Mac McMullen. Tony Mac graduated Memorial Day 2016, went home to be with the Lord, and his messages that he preached all across this country will always be a part of Rig Ministries and a part of the people of the Threefold Cord Ministries. He will always be a part of our conference every year. We love Tony Mack. We love Tony Mack's family. And Candy, his wife, and Michelle, his daughter, are going to be part of this awesome conference this year. And if there's any way you can come and be part of it, you need to be here. It's going to be a powerful, powerful weekend. June 23rd, 24th, and 25th, 2017. Here's Tony Mac McMullen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, I am titling this uh, sermon today, The Armor. Just simply the armor. I believe that as Christians, every time that we receive Christ as our Savior, that uh, we should dig into this chapter uh, to get ourselves prepared for battle. Now, I love the first part of this scripture because it pretty much lines it all up. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10, I'm going to begin to read. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against the darkness of this age, against spiritual host of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mysteries of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains 
that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Will you all bow with me? Father, I thank you for your word today. I thank you, God, for this particular word, Lord, that we can apply to our lives, Father, and we can clothe ourselves with Jesus. We can arm ourselves with Jesus. And, Father, we can stand against anything that comes when we have ourselves protected by you. Lord, we lift you up. We exalt you. I ask you to speak through me today. Father, let me hide behind the cross. And, Father, you be the one glorified. You be the one lifted up today. In Jesus' name, amen. When I first got saved, I began to dig into the scripture. And I love this scripture right here because it, it really uh, took hold. A guy came into the prison. He said, Tony, have you read the armor? I said, yeah, I've read it. He said, well, have you really dug into it? And I said, well, you know, I, I really can't say that I have. But, you know, and he, and he caused me to go get into my Bible and get out the dictionary and, the, and uh, I mean, the concordances and, and start really digging into this scripture to find out exactly what it meant. And at face value, we can look at this and it's when we get a lot out of it. But the very first part of this scripture... It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I love this scripture because we cannot be strong in ourselves. We can, we've got, when we become Christians, it's time for us to put away our type of thinking. Amen. I tell you what, I had a whole bunch of stinking thinking. I had a whole bunch of thoughts that were not of God. I had a lot of area that I had to grow in. The Bible tells us any man being in Christ Jesus is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. But we have to work for that newness. Can I, can I tell you all that? It's, it's a decision that we have to consciously make. We have to put God as the leader and, the, and our Savior. That's why we do the surrender thing. In churches, I, you go to places and, and inevitably, if you, if you go in a church and you explain what that means, people get it a whole lot better. Now, I've thrown my arms up before when I was in surrender to the police. I've thrown my arms up before when I've had to surrender. I mean, under a, under a dictator that I was either going to surrender or get shot. Now, I love surrendering to God because he's my fortress. He's my strong tower. He's my deliverer. He's my sanctuary. And if I surrender to him, his protection is going to be far greater than anything I can give. And you know what this right here is? This is the universal sign of surrender. Holding your hands up. I sometimes forget that our truck drivers are listening. I want to be real sensitive to them today. I know that a lot of these CDs are going into nursing homes. They're going into truck drivers' hands. They're going all over the nation and even overseas. I've gotten... Uh, many, uh, you know, emails and stuff from Africa, from uh, Pakistan, Afghanistan, Iraq. We recently got a letter from a soldier from Iraq, and what an awesome letter that was, you know. And he, he, uh, he explained how his life, uh, he wasn't living out the Christian walk like he was supposed to. He was so honest. And forthcoming, we put the letter in the newsletter. We, we pass out. Uh, it was an awesome letter. It just blessed me 
to my socks. But the reason I'm saying that is there's a lot of people be hearing this message. It's not just us that are in this room. And so I'm going to try to do the best I can for the Lord and, and paint this picture. Psalm 62 verse 2 says, He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress and I will never be shaken. Jeremiah chapter 20 verse 11. I love this scripture. When I was in, when I was in prison and I shortly got saved, I, it, was, it had just been a few days. And the temptations were all over me. There was marijuana on the run. You could smell it. There was other dope there. And I knew about it. People were telling me that it was around me. And, and I had to be strong. And people were telling me, hey, Tony, just, just ask God to take that temptation away. And he will. And I was asking. And it wasn't going nowhere. It was still there. And I don't like for people to say that. I really don't. And you'll not hear me. I know that God can. But can I tell you something? If we don't have, if we don't overcome temptation, how are we going to glorify God? I mean, there's going to be temptation. Jesus was tempted in the wilderness. Amen. And he overcame. He glorified his father. And that's what we're supposed to do. You know, when I prayed and I said, God, everybody's telling me you'll take this temptation away. You know what he told me? He said, son, I did not give it to you. The world has temptation everywhere you turn. He said, but if you'll fight, I'll fight with you. Wow. Man, that was awesome, man. And, and I said, hey, Michael, check out what the Lord just told me. He wouldn't take that temptation, but he said if I'd fight, he'd fight with me. He said, Tony, turn to Jeremiah 11, or chapter 20, verse 11. And it says, he walks beside us like a mighty warrior. Ooh, I love that scripture, man. And then he said, Tony, turn to Revelations. And he showed me where it said that he's a lion from the tribe of Judah. Man, you know what? If you're coming down the sidewalk and you're coming from the north and I'm coming from the south. And I've got a great big old lion beside me. I don't care who you are. Who's going to get off the sidewalk first? <laughs> Amen. And so when temptation rises up against me. I'm not strong in myself. I have to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So you know what I do? I look down at my lion. I look back at that temptation. And I say, sick him. Amen. Amen. Just simply sick him. And it works. It works. Kids look at me like I'm crazy. But I've had come up and some of them come up to me and say, hey, man, that does work. I've looked at my line. I've said sicky. Now, I know that's kind of off the wall. But you know what? Being a Christian is off the wall. We're abnormal. Amen. We're not like everybody else. Tell you the truth, I don't want to be like everybody else. Amen. I want to be what God wants me to be. Zechariah 4, chapter 6 says, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. Amen. It's in his strength. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11 says, Put on the full armor of God, so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. When I begin to study this scripture out, y'all are going to laugh about this too. 
When I began to study this scripture out, I got my dictionary out because I didn't know what a wiles was. I, was. I was trying to find out what is a wiles. You know, and I had to learn what a tither was and a hither was and all that stuff, you know. And, and, and here was this word wiles, and I'm like, man, I know it's got to do something with, with Satan setting traps and, and being sneaky and stuff. So I began to look it up, and that's exactly what it means. It means to set snares, to entrap, to set uh, snares and traps and, and trickery, treachery. That's what those wiles means. You know what I thought of immediately? There's a cartoon my dad used to love to watch, and it was The Roadrunner. Y'all remember that, that little cartoon? Little Roadrunner just run down the road, his idea, having fun. Y'all remember that little... Well, I could not help but think of old Wiley Coyote. He kind of looks like Satan, don't he? Man, and you know what? Every time, every cartoon I've ever watched, he never caught, he never caught the road on it. And I began to think, you know, that old boy that wrote that must have been a Christian. He let the Christian win every time. And what was awesome about it, man, is I watched a cartoon one time after that. I used to want Roadrunner to get caught. And when I'd done this study, I quit wanting the Roadrunner to get caught. Then I wanted him to get away with it every time. Now listen to me. I, there's one cartoon where he runs way out on this peak. And man, the coyote's got this, this whole peak just surrounded with explosives underneath it. And he goes out there and he dumps the, the bird seed out there on the end of the peak. Underneath this peak, it's like thousands of thousands of feet of drop, man. And, and, and then it shows, it shows Wiley, boy, and he's over here. He's got the eyebrows, and you know, that he'd do like that. And, and, and all of a sudden, man, you hear Roadrunner coming. Beep, beep. Here he comes, you know, and he, he runs up there. You know what beep, beep is? I think that's uh, 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 Hebrew for praise the Lord. Amen? <laughs> I don't know, but I, I mean, he runs up there, and he goes out on the peak, man, and he's, he's pecking this bird seed, and then it shows Wiley, and them eyebrows, he's going like this, and he pushes this juice box down, and the whole mountain just explodes. The last thing you see with Wiley's got his neck about that long, eyebrows are torn off, ears are laid back, I mean, he's one, one ear completely missing, and he's falling. And then it shows that peak that's sticking out, and there's not even a mountain connected to it anymore. And you know what? When I watch that cartoon, you know what I seen? In my mind's eye, I seen God's hand holding that Christian up. And that's our God, man. That's our God. You know the guys in the prisons, they, they drew me a big old poster with the roadrunner. He had the helmet and the breastplate and the shield and the sword. He had it all. But we need to be aware, we need to realize once we become Christians that there's a battle going on. There's a fight that we're in. I know right when I became a Christian, there were many trials that I had to pass. Many trials. Somebody said, Tony, you think God uh, put them? No, but he allows them for our growth. That's how we grow. How am I going to glorify God if I, don't, if I don't overcome the temptation, if I don't see the snares, if I don't know how to maneuver around them with Lord as my guide, with Him as my shepherd? With, you know, I love Psalms 23 because the Lord is my shepherd.
You know, I shall not want. He, he supplies every need for me. Candy and I go all over this country and we get to preach and speak to kids and give my testimony over and over again. And you know what? There's a, there's a three-strand cord here. It's not just she and I. We've got a cord that's weaved in with us and the Bible says a three-strand cord is not easily broken. And we have the Lord Jesus Christ that's involved with us. And he helps us to maneuver and get through those things. Ephesians 12, uh, 6 verse 12 says, For we struggle not against flesh and blood. And I like what the New King James says. Let me read that. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. 2 Corinthians verse 10, uh, chapter 10, verse, verse 4 and 5 says, The weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, we have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And I love this right here. It says, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. You know, Satan, he, where's the biggest battlefield that we have? The biggest battlefield that we are ever going to be in is right between these two ears. It's right between these two big old ears of mine. That's where my biggest battlefield is, the, what I think, how he attacks my thoughts. If somebody hurts my feelings, do I automatically think of revenge? Or do I accept it and forgive the brother and love him in spite of it? Do I, do I see something on TV that will cause me to lust? Or, or do I fight that right when it, it says, cast every, take every thought into captive and bring it into the obedience of God? You know, the truck drivers, as they're driving down the road, they see all kinds of, of stuff. They're, they're introduced to all kinds of sin in these bucks, in these truck stops and stuff. Big mama, you know, it's hallelujah. And, and, and I thank God for the Christian truck drivers that are out there passing these messages out that are showing them what it's like to be a Christian. That are changing their life so much that people look at them and say, hey, that old girl's got it going on. Hey, that old boy, he's, he's finally got a hold of it. He's not doing the things he used to do. That's, you know, I'd rather see a sermon than hear one any day. I'd rather one walk with me than merely show the way. The eye is a better pupil. It's more willing than the ear. Fine counsel is confusing, but example is always clear. And the best of all the preachers, they're the men who live their creed. For to see the good in actions, what everybody needs. I can soon learn how to do it if you let me see it done. I can watch your hands in actions, but your tongue too fast may run. And the lectures you deliver may be very wise and true, but I'd rather get my sermon by observing what you do. For I may misunderstand you in the high advice you give, but there's no misunderstanding how you act and how you live. Ephesians 6.13 says, Therefore put on the full armor of God so that when the day of the evil comes, you may stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then. How many of y'all know sometimes it's hard to stand firm? It's hard when you lose a loved one. 
to stand firm. It's hard when the bills are higher than the, than the paychecks to stand firm. It's hard when it seems like you're being attacked on every side from people, maybe in your workforce or maybe in where you're at or maybe even within your home. It's hard sometimes to stand firm on the principles that God has laid down in between these leather Bible covers. But I want to tell you this is an instruction book. This is instruction book for every one of us. B-I-B-L-E. Basic instructions before leaving earth. I love that. I love that. I know we've heard it many times probably. But maybe somebody out there hasn't. You know, if I go home and I buy my granddaughter a bicycle <laughs> and I bring it home, it's usually in a whole bunch of pieces. And I've got to put that thing together. And I will open that box and the first thing I'll see in that box is what? an instruction manual, and I'll lay that to the side. I got all my tools out. I'm a man. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You know what I mean? I can do this. Yeah, watch this, watch this, baby. Well, Tony, this instruction book. No, I don't need that. You know, all of our wives are got more sense than we do sometimes, guys. I'm just, I'm just telling you, we like to be, we don't like to ask for directions, you know, and, and uh, I thank God for one of them little GPSs now because it, you know, that thing gets me all over the place. But, but anyway, we want to set that instruction book to the side. But you know, God wants us to know every instruction. When I put that bicycle together, sometimes there'll be bolts and parts laying there, and it's not working right. And I'll say, I don't know what's wrong with this thing, and Candy will be waving that instruction book. <laughs> you know, and our life is like that. If we don't follow an instruction, we'll have pieces that are missing will be broken in places. And we need to go back to the instruction book to fix it. It's not an end, it's a beginning. It's right where we start. Amen. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. Now Paul, when he wrote this, he was in prison. Every day he looked at a Roman soldier that had his armor on. They had to stand with their armor on until their ship was over. And every day, man, Paul had to look at this armor, and God began to translate it through Paul in Christian terms. Now, an armor's belt held everything in place. The sword of the Spirit was attached to the belt. The dagger was attached to the belt. If he was in darkness, he didn't have to grope and look and wonder where they were. This belt held them fast in place, and he could grab that belt and pull, pull his sword out. He could pull his dagger out. He could pull them both out at once. He could do it any way he wanted because that belt of truth was in place. The Bible says that he is the way, the truth, and the life. When I got Jesus, I don't have to grope in the darkness. I don't have to wonder where I'm at if I've got him in my heart. He is very, very uh, awesome to show me Every path. The Bible says the word of God is a light unto my path. Amen. And I, I love that scripture. I, I want to serve him in that way. Uh, John 4, 16 says, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. John 8, 32 said, he said, you shall know the truth. And what? The truth shall make you free. Now we, we go on down to uh, uh, 
the next, the next armor piece, and it's in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 14. And uh, it's, it's the blessed breastplate of righteousness. Uh, I, I love this scripture, man, because uh, I, heard a, I heard a story one time on a guy. He was, his name was Leonardo da Vinci. Anybody remember that guy, man? He, he was a very, very famous man. And when he wrote the Lord, he was very famous for painting the Lord's Supper. He began with the picture of Jesus. And he wanted a, a live person to, point, to paint that portrait. So what do he do? He goes out and he finds the most innocent looking man that he could find. And he brought him back and he put him in the studio and he painted that, that portrait. When he finished that stroke, he said, okay. And he began to build all around Jesus with these other disciples. He saved Judas Iscariot for the last one. And he told his disciples, he said, I want you to go and find the most ugliest, sinful looking man that you can find. They searched and searched and searched with him, keep turning them down, turning them down, turning them down. And the very last place they found one was in the dungeons, in the stocks. And they found one that looked, he, he portrayed the part. Leonardo da Vinci goes and looks at him and says, yes, he gets it approved for the guards to bring him to his studio. And with the last stroke, the man broke loose from the chair ran to Leonardo's defense's feet, fell at his feet, and cried, Lord, have I fallen so far? And they said, what are you talking about? And he said, it was just seven, it took him seven years to paint that portrait. He said, it was just seven years ago that I sat in that same seat as Jesus. That's how far sin will take you. I want to put on my belt my breastplate righteousness. Candy would tell you when I got saved, I looked like an old man. You know, and, and this was 15 years ago, though. You know, I know I look like an old man today, but she said, when I got saved, it was like God gave me a freshness, a newness. Amen. 2 Corinthians 1.30 says, It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness. Psalms 23, verse 3 says, He guides me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Psalms 146, verse 8 says, The Lord loves the righteous. Proverbs 10, 11 says, The mouth of the righteous is a well of life. 1 John 2, 6 says, He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. We have a commission we're supposed to, it, it, every, people look at us and see Jesus. To be a Christian, I was telling a little boy a while ago, is to be Christ-like. You know, are we being Christ-like? If it was against the law to be a Christian, would there be enough evidence to send us to jail? Would we get convicted on what we do? Amen. The feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. 2 Timothy 2.15 says we need to be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Mark 16.15 says go you into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. 
Isaiah 52 verse 7 says, How beautiful upon the mountain are the feet of him who brings good news, who proclaims peace, who brings glad tidings of good things, who proclaims salvation, who says to Zion, Your God reigns. The shield of faith, Hebrews 11.6 says, Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Romans 10, 17 says, So then by faith comes faith, so then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Hebrew 11, 1 says, Now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Every one of us has to have faith to, to please God. The Bible says if we just have a grain of a mustard seed, man, that our faith will grow. It'll get as big as trees, and the birds will be able to nest in it. In other words, we'll have provision in our body. Amen? And now I want to be that for God. I want to be that for Him. The helmet of salvation. Proverbs 14, 13 says, Take firm hold of instruction and do not let it go. Keep her, for she is your life. I've already told you, between our ears is the biggest battleground. We have to protect what comes in these ears. We have to protect what these eyes see. We have to protect what our mind takes and thinks. Amen. The sword of the Spirit. Now let me back up. Proverbs 4.23 says, Guard, keep, but that means guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. Amen. The sword of the Spirit. Psalms 119, verse 105. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. Hebrews 4, 12 says, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Praying. I love what it gets sent down and it says, pray always with all manner of supplication. There's three things we need to learn here. He said, number one, he says, pray continually. I don't know about y'all, but when I'm going down the road, I'm praying. There are times in the middle of the day when I, I just have a meditation with God. It's not times when I kneel down. It's not times when I'm not talking about those times. I'm talking about being in an attitude of prayer, realizing that God's with you everywhere you go. The second thing uh, that, that it, it's talking about is uh, being watchful, being careful to pray about all things. The third thing is to pray unselfishly. Amen. I want to tell you something. Tony Max needs prayer. I know when you guys are, are going down the road, when you're at home, when you're, when you're listening uh, to your radio, whatever, uh, when you have a spare moment, please, please pray for Tony and Candy. We are ambassadors and bonds. Pray for Gary and Linda. They, they love the Lord, man, and they're working for God every day. There are so many people that call us. There are so many people that are seeking God. I've given you this armor today because I want you to really understand something. You know, we, if we do not apply this armor to our life, if we don't get inside this armor and apply it to our life, you know what's going to happen? We'll begin to decay. You know what? Stagnant water is water that sits still. Nothing can live in it. I want to be living water. 
I want God to just flow through me. Everywhere I go, I want to be a blessing to the Lord God Almighty. I want him to know that he can count on me. He can trust in me. Amen. I know I've went a little long today. I want to pray. I know there's some truck drivers out there that are driving. I get calls and some of them's lives are being torn apart. They're losing their wives, their kids are rebelling. And I know it's tough. But this Bible right here in this scripture tells me, everything in this tells me, clothe myself with Jesus. Every day if I eat, drink, and sleep Jesus, I'm going to make it through. He's my provision. He's my protection. He's my strong tower. And with him, I can't lose. So I encourage you, get your Bible open. When you guys are going down the road, you meditate on this armor. You begin to apply it to your life. Everything, every thought, would you want it, everything that you do, you realize that there's a holy, loving God sitting right beside you. Would you want him to see what you're doing? Would you be ashamed of it if he was in body form sitting beside you? I, I have to believe our whole life would change if we thought that way. If he was here right now, many of us would be on our face. Many of us would be crying out to God. So if everybody would, bow your heads. I'm going to say the sinner's prayer, and if everyone here would, I know that you're all saved, but if everyone here would, just say this sinner's prayer with me for these gentlemen that may be driving down the road, for maybe somebody in an in a old folks' home, a caring home. I, I don't know where you're at in life. You may be sitting in the living room and listening to this for the first time. You may be driving down the road in your own car and just listening to this for the first time. I want to tell you, Jesus is with you. He's for you. He's not against you. He'll be your best friend in this life. And all the rewards that we get for being Christian. One day we're going to walk on streets of gold. We're going to have a mansion that was built for us by our Savior and Lord. Amen. And I just ask everybody here to repeat after me. Father, Father. here I am. Here I am. A sinner. Come into my heart. Forgive me for my sins. Lord, I confess you as my Lord and Savior. You said in your word, if I confess my sins, you are faithful and just to forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Right now, I confess, I confess as you, you are Lord. Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, if you said that prayer, you just ask the Lord into your heart. And I want to tell you, you need some help. My phone number is on that CD. I'm Tony Mack. Or you can call Gary Rayburn. His number's on there too. You'll also get email. You also have 
information how to contact us. If you call us and you can't reach us, we might be ministering. We might be somewhere. We'll call you back. But I encourage you, find a church. Get your family involved in a church. I'll tell you how to look for a church. Don't go driving around Sunday morning. Drive around Sunday night. Look where all the cars are. If you find a church where there's a lot of cars Sunday night, get involved. If they're preaching the Lord Jesus Christ, you stay. You just make it through. Go to the pastor, tell him, what can I do for the church? How can I help? And I bet you if you do that, your life will begin to take on new roads. Things will begin to add up. I'm not going to tell you that it'll all be a bed of roses because it won't be. There'll still be trials. There'll still be things that you have to go to. But you know what? Be of good cheer. Jesus has overcome the world. Just an old sinner thief at the end of my rope In my mind was a scripture many times I had scorned While down the road they led Jesus, they claimed virgin born That day I met Jesus hanging there on a tree I heard as he spoke and he beckoned to me I left a lifetime of misery hanging there, don't you see? That day I met Jesus, that day He saved me. There was nothing to do that would alter my past. That's when I knew that this day was my last. They nailed this man on a cross next to me There I open my heart New life to receive That day I met Jesus Hanging there on a tree I heard as he spoke And he beckoned to me I left a lifetime of misery Hanging there, don't you see That day Friends, that's Bill Shell, and that's a song that he helped me and my songwriting partner Tom Caldwell write. 
and it's called A Sinner Thief. What a powerful, awesome singer, songwriter, performer, pastor, preacher, evangelist, good friend that Bill Shell is. One of the best friends anybody could ever have. And he will be here June 24th at our Threefold Chord Conference. And now here's a song by Mike Manuel. Him and James Payne are going to do a concert Saturday night, June 24th. And a couple years ago, they done a concert, and it was just so awesome and powerful. And I can't wait for this year's conference. What he likes about 
That's Mike Manuel back in the country again. Better yet, he's going to be back in Carmi again, June 24th, right here at Rig Ministries, 215 Industrial Avenue. Our phone number is 618-382-4622, and it's a free admission. So you don't even need tickets. All you got to do is show up at Rig Ministries. June 23rd, 24th, and 25th for our three-fold chord conference. And now we got a great song for you by our good friend James Payne, and he will be doing a concert Saturday night with Mike Manuel, and then he will be preaching a message Sunday morning, June 25th at 10 a.m. James Payne has a message for Carmi. He has a message for the threefold chord ministers, and he has a message for you. Come join us. Here's our good friend, James Payne. There's been a lot of mountains that I've had to climb There have been some rivers, some deep and oh so wide Dark valleys try to pull me back to the life I left behind When I steal away to my secret place and prayer I close my eyes I can hear the angels singing I can see old Jordan's tide Just across the river Pearly gates are open wide I can see my Savior reaching With outstretched nail-scarred hands Though I'm walking through the valley I can see the promised land Storm clouds sometimes gather Try to blind my eyes To the joy that I know's waiting Just beyond the eastern sky And this world that's growing darker With every passing day I can still see the lights of home When I steal away and pray I can hear the angels singing I can see old Jordan's tide Just across the river Early gates are open wide I can see my Savior reaching With outstretched nail-scarred hands Though I'm walking through the valley I can see the promised land I can hear the angels sing I can see old Jordan's tide Just across the river Pearly gates are open wide I can see my Savior reaching With outstretched nail-scarred hands Though I'm walking through the valley I can see the promised land Though I'm walking through the valley I can see the promised land
All right, friends, and we got one more song we want to put on here, and it's by Jim and Ann Davenport of J&A Ministries, and they're out of Rosenberg, Texas, and they make it to the conference every year, drive over a thousand miles just to get to this conference, and what a great couple they are. They are dear, dear friends of mine. Uh, I love them, and I know you will too, and this is a song that uh, Ann helped me and my songwriting partner, Tom Caldwell, put together. And it's called Paid in Full, and what a powerful, awesome job she did on this song. And I just love Ann and Jim Davenport, and I know you will too. I promise you, it's going to be a great, great weekend. We have uh, Danny Dennis of Rodan Transportation, always cooks us a great meal. Everybody leaves here talking about the food at this threefold cord conference. And guess what, friends? It's free. It's free. All you got to do is show up and be part of this ministry because it's just like a big family reunion every year. We just have a great time. So come join us. We hope you're going to be here this year. And if not, we will try to have it on video and CD for all of our listeners that can't make the trip. Here's Ann Webb Davenport with Paid in Fool. covered by my blood 
Friends, if you prayed and asked Jesus Christ into your heart with Tony Mack, then we want you to give us a call here at Rig Ministries. Our phone number is 618-383-2107, and we're going to end today's program like we end most of our programs. That's with my testimony in song that I wrote with the help of my songwriting partner, Tom Caldwell, and now we've got a new songwriting partner, Dennis McKay, and he has helped us with this song and brought it up to a new level. Here's Dennis McKay with At the Foot of the Tree off of our brand new CD, Lonesome Road, Volume 1. And yes, you'll be able to get a copy of this CD at the conference, or you can get a copy by calling us, 618-383-2107. Here's Dennis McKay with At the Foot of the Tree. Without hope, 18 wheels of lonesome at the end of the road. In my hand was a track the preacher had read, his words still echoing in the back of my head. I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past. Called his name This chance would it be my last Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome So long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery 
are rolling down that old lonesome road and I shared the good news wherever I go yes there's been a change I'm not the man I used to be and I tell everybody what's happened to me how I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past but I called his name this chance could it be my last then I saw Jesus hanging on that tree and I lifted up my heart from down on my knees today I met Jesus foot of the cross broken hearted and lonesome so long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree then I saw Jesus hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart from down on my knees today Jesus at the foot of the cross broken hearted and lonesome so long I'd been lost I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree I 